Hey, welcome to Pottercast 14. We know it's a little late and we apologize. We've just had to take some time for the holiday of Thanksgiving here in America. I've been hanging out with the, I, I mean my family. Sue's off with her son and John, um, well, he had so many turkey burritos that he hasn't woken up yet. So this week's show, it's a bit of an accident. We were recording Pottercast 14, the originally planned Podcast 14, and we got into a discussion about Goblet of Fire, and now that we've all had time to see the movie multiple times, let it sink in, we've, we've had time to sort of really organize our thoughts about it, and this discussion came out, and we thought that it was something that you'd want to hear. So we're abandoning our usual format, and this is the entirety of the podcast. A real regular podcast will be coming out early next week, I'd say Tuesday. But until then, we hope you enjoy this. Thanks again, everybody who came out for the November 12th New York City podcast. We had a wonderful time. And as you might have noticed from our last leaky mug, we are going to be doing another live podcast, this time in Las Vegas, Nevada, on Saturday, July 29th, as part of the Lumos 2006 convention. For more information on how to go to that convention, visit lumos2006.org, or you can go to pottercast.com, where we will keep you updated as soon as we get more info. But we've got seven months until then, so... Until that time, until it becomes vital, sit back and enjoy. Hello, and we are back, everyone, with the ever-lovely Melissa and Ellie. Hello. And who's that guy over there? Hey. I don't know. It's John again. John I'm still, Joey, I'm still here. Still yes. here. You're all still in my living room. That's right. Yep. We haven't left. <laughs> I miss you guys. <laughs> oh, we miss being there. We miss you. Yeah. We had so much fun. That was like the craziest weekend. Just one of the best weekends I've ever had. Totally. I, I have new appreciation for you, Melissa. You are so. now the most fearless woman in the world after <laughs> driving with you through New York City. Hey, I think awesome. I think that would make us the most fearless people in the world. I think so. <laughs> you guys are my captives. Yeah. Well, I was pretty hopped up on uh, some chamomine and all kinds of other motion sickness medication while I was yeah, in I her it. car. Yeah, that awesome. wasn't insulting at all. Just so I can... Hey, well, you, you definitely got the job done. I guess I'm just a baby about it. So. Without a scratch, Mr. Ohio, Florida, a, wherever you're from. Not a scratch. I, I tell you, though, I mean, it was just like in the movie, man. You know, she's just like, you know, wait, the taxi driver. Boom, get out of my way. We're coming through. Podcast to do. She rocked. It was a Ministry of Magic car. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Special dispensation from that, Joe. That's it. <laughs> you were rolling. So, so we have a lot to discuss um, that went on that. Yes. That went on outside the podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So we somehow mm-hmm. secured tickets to the after party of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire in New York. Yes. And you so sure when did. the podcast was over, we weren't going to go. But the boys understood, and when the podcast was over, me, Sue, John, and my friend Cheryl shot uptown. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we that did. That was the fastest I've ever blocks. driven. <laughs> <laughs> to Synod Hall, which is this this old converted church that they used it for a space. And let me tell you, looking at you guys as we walked into that party was just one of the highlights <laughs> oh, of man. my life. Because you guys talk about it. Go ahead, so you go first. Oh, man, I just, you know, you saw those people standing there, and I'm like, no way. I think the first person we saw was like maybe David Heyman or somebody. I'm like, oh, my God, he's right there. And what, no, the best part of all is we walked right by the Triwizard Cup. It was right yeah. there. Oh. They brought the cup and the goblet, though. Goblet was outside. Oh, that's right, that's right. They oh. brought the goblet outside, and it, was, it looked to be full size. Probably was Huge. one of the props from yeah. the movie. And should we tell them, John, what we did? <laughs> what a, oh, we we did, we did a little uh, Harry Cedric on the count of three, grab the cup, when? outside in the hall. Together. Guess who, guess who played Cedric? <laughs> we be one. Oh, we be. <laughs> it was great. Oh, and man. I heard David Heyman gave you a look <laughs> when you did yeah. that. <laughs> I was like, was like who are they? I wonder if How you thought we were going to just take it and 
run off with it. He was all concerned. Run for it. So then when we got there, we only stayed for about a half an hour because when we got there, everything was sort of breaking down. They were, they were done yeah. with the big the party in the big hall, which was converted into, there were like sheets of silver material flowing from chandeliers and it was, it was gorgeous. Wasn't it and then down? we went downstairs where there was a disco going on mm-hmm. and people had sort of dispersed and people were sort of calmer. And what I liked about being able to go there right after this was that, um, we got to go over and say thank you to everybody who got onto the right. podcast earlier. Yeah. As hard as it was to hear them, but they did take the time to say hello to the fans, and I thought that was really cool of them. That was, that was they were very cool. cool. Robert Pattinson was very cool. He asked me, did they hear it? He he made a point of asking me to make sure that everyone heard him when he called. I said, yes, they loved it. And that was just... You know, it's hard to concentrate when he's just so good looking, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It hurts. He's so good looking. It just, it hurts. (laughs) But he's such a cool dude, though. I mean, he was just, they were all... And for some reason, outside of the film, pictures of him come out badly. He looks so great on film, but then these, like, premiere pictures and stuff, he just, he looks sort of spacey in in these pictures. But in person, you just, oh, God, it's so hard not to swoon. I I didn't have much trouble. I, I know, John. <laughs> uh, but but you know what? And this has absolutely nothing to do with Harry Potter, but I have to do it. The, uh, there was one person in that room who could have pulled me away from, Ced, from yeah. Cedric. Do you hear me? From Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. And it happened when my mom brought Jesse Martin over. Oh, uh, Jesse Martin. Let me... I, awesome. He's in Rent. He was also in Law and, Law and Order, but I've known him since he was in Rent. And um, a very long time ago... God, it was like nine years ago. He gave me um, as a, as a thank you for being a fan for being a a, a, a fan um, his watch that the rent producers gave him. And so I we see wow. each other like once every three years when we run into each other at a, at a mutual friend's whatever you know. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't seen him in a long time, and I've seen the movie, and I just wanted a hug. He gives hugs like nothing else. I mean. When you've gotten a hug from Jesse Martin, you know what it's like to be hugged. And just he was just standing there, and we just got this big, big, gigantic hug. And that made me very happy. It was so awesome to watch you. I mean, I didn't want to go up and talk to him because I was, like, too shy. But you two were just – he you were, he was excited to see you, you know? And it was just, like, this really cool, special moment. And I just – you look great, Melissa. You just looked awesome. I have was, a nice picture with him from that. My Good. mom was standing by with the camera. Your my mom, mom rocks. being my head publicist, that she is. <laughs> she's the coolest. I got to tell you, she's rocking. And um, no, he's he's wonderful. And that has nothing to do with Harry Potter. But go see Rent. Oh, actually, well, no, we can't talk about that yet. But we might have something, some sort of news on on that front um, very soon. Cool. So, John, so, what part did you like in the in the party? What did I like? Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> just, just kind of get, getting my bearings in there was just was interesting. Just figuring out, it's like, okay, we're in this small little church basement with maybe, you know, forty and really important people from this movie that we sit and write news about all the time. Hi. That took a little <laughs> while to acclimate myself to that situation. Just looking around, it was so funny because they had set up these big. Uh, monitors for the kids to play the Goblet of Fire video game, which I found to be highly amusing because a lot of the people there could p- basically pick themselves on, on the video game to play as. Right, yeah. Which was, you know, <laughs> like, where and else standing there you? playing Hermione. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Though my little sister did just buy that video game recently, and I have to say I played as Hermione all day yesterday. I don't know why. I just figured... <laughs> You know, she was as good enough as anybody, but... Well, she's pretty smart, though. That game is hard. I'm still not... That game's cool, though. I'll tell you that. Oh, it's great. I'm having a good time with it, too. Well, Sue, I I am personally very excited to hear you talk about one of your experiences at this party. Oh, my God. You know, I I tried not to be like an idiot, blathering fool, because I've I've met famous people before, but dudes... Well, you have to tell the whole story, though, so you have to back all the way back 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 up to when this started. Oh, well, okay, everyone, I, I got to meet Jason Isaacs, who plays Lucius Malfoy, who is Yay! just, oh, we love you, and he was awesome again, even though he had only a few lines, he was so good, I mean, he can just, you know, gives that little curl to his lip, and that cast of his, you know, his wig and his hair, and he just rocks. And the cane, <laughs> let's not forget the cane. And the cane, oh, that thing rocks. So, okay, I, I really wanted to meet him, obviously, and 
after the premiere, I thought, you know what? We're just not going to be able to get to see him. And I was feeling all down. And John and I were like, we got to go. We've got to go to the podcast. got to get going. And I couldn't get in the line to the bathroom. It was too long. And I'm like, okay. So we start going down the stairs. And John, God love you, John. He's like, yeah. Sue. <laughs> <laughs> He's here. <laughs> and there he was at the bottom of the steps, just like magic. You know, I felt like I was in like a movie. <laughs> it was. It was so, so much just like that. It was just they're doing an autograph, and I, you know, I swear Sue was walking the stairs, and he looked up, and there was a definite moment there. And she she stumbles down the stairs, and but I didn't break my neck. I really thought it would wipe out my heels. heels. Yeah. Oh my God, Jason! I'm screaming down. Yeah. I love you like an idiot that I am and oh he was so cool and I flung my arms around his neck and said thank you we, the fandom loves you and mwah, one big plan of one right on and he was so cool about it oh my god he just could not have been nicer he was yeah. been laughing and the, and the thing was is that when you go into the movie they take away your cameras oh yes, yes. so we, we were like oh we need a picture of this and so mm. all we had was Sue's camera phone right so that's why one of the pictures is that is that the one yes. that's on the web now? Yes, it is. You, you yeah. got it off your phone? Well, I guess that turned yes. out okay. Oh, it came out great. Oh, my God. It's like that magic moment, you know? I'm like, yeah. yeah. But we talked about that briefly at the at the podcast, but what I want to really talk about is what happened at the party. <laughs> well, he was there in the party. I came around the corner, and he was, like, in the back. I saw him back by, like, they had, like, this big candy bar or, I don't, I don't know, some something there. I thought, oh, my God, he's there. But I didn't want to go bother him because I'm like... He'd already seen me like twice that night already. I thought, oh, no, he'll think I'm like some stalker wacko. But then he just came around and he's like, hello again. <laughs> oh, oh, man. But, we, but I we, don't know how we, long we talked. I don't even But know. when we stood there talking, we told him all about his part in yes. movie five. Which, I mean, he knew about it, but we just sort of explained in further detail that he was sort of the head of the bad guys at the end yeah. of book five. And he was very excited about that. He, he was spoiled. very upset. He said, Hmm? He spoiled your mom for, for, for the did. ending of book five. He, oh, <laughs> yeah, oh my God. As much as I it sucks for your mom, she can forever tell everybody, <laughs> oh, you, you heard about the end of book five, right? Oh, yeah, Jason she, Isaacs told me about it. <laughs> yes. She was walking by right at that moment, and he goes, oh, yeah, and, and Sirius dies. Mom, and mom goes, <gasps> I said, Jason, you're just... Spoiled. He goes, no, no, no. What was, what was Snape's name? What was Snape's first name? Yeah, <laughs> so Albus. It was Albus. Oh, my gosh. I felt so bad. But my mom, you know, she, she'll she just see the movies. I can't get her to she finish reading the books. <laughs> she read the first 128 pages of book four and then watched the movie and realized that they did those first 128 pages in about 25 seconds. So she's like, what the hell am I doing with this book? <laughs> she was so annoyed. So she, so she gave up after that point. So. She's like, that's it. That's it. What, what did I have to read those 120 pages for? They did it in a second. Yeah. Okay, Mom. <laughs> I love my mother. Um, so, so yeah, so then we, then we started talking about the West Wing and, like, American politics. Yeah. I talked to him for ever and y'all drifted off and I'm still talking to him yeah. you know what you know it's so hard I thought oh, please God don't let me make an ass out of myself this time because I'm like you know trying to sound like intelligent but then he looks straight at you with those blue eyes and I'm like oh I just I couldn't think <laughs> I, I, just, I know <laughs> I made an ass out of myself I know I did but oh, oh man but I thanked him for being so cool and he just oh. well he but did say that the next the next morning he was going to be listening to that podcast we yes. told him that we all said hello to him uh -huh. he said that he was going to be listening to it jogging and we'd know who he was because he'd be the guy whose head was actually inflating as he was running down by the river. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, that guy, you'll, you'll see me, he said. Um, and then he was also saying that he was sad that um, in book six, he's right. in prison the whole time. Yeah, he's in prison. He yeah. won't get to be in the film unless they show him, like, in a, you know. But That'd be hilarious. Seven is be some, random, some random shot of Azkaban. <laughs> like, meanwhile, in Azkaban prison. Yeah. <laughs> they show there he is. Rattling the cage. <laughs> he's whistling. He's got a harmonica. Yeah. Yeah, Nobody so knows bored. the trouble I've seen. Oh, yeah. but do you think they'll let him have his cane in Azkaban? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Probably minus the wand part. Yeah, that's true. He'll be uh, whacking his hand around as if he's got it, as if he's still got it. Yeah. You know, like a yeah. phantom limb that came. That came. <laughs> let me out. Um, let me out. What else happened? happened at the party guys oh well we met dan ratcliffe who was very gracious to us that was very, very gracious cool. he also looked a little tired i think yes, he was he finally did. at the end of his goblet press stuff and he was just like <gasps> i can be not <laughs> tired after a day like that right Gosh. yeah yeah um mm, 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 mm. 
God, there was so much. There were so many people. They were just all so cool, though. I mean, just yeah. talking to them. You know, Emma Watson was very nice. I mean, I shook yes. her hand. I just thought she was... She she has flawless skin in real life. That's that just not fair. She really she's does. beautiful. But she's beautiful really cool. Girl. They were just all... It was great. But I just couldn't believe I was there, you know? And then we went upstairs, and it was still all that shimmering, beautiful stuff. I saw the big, like, ice. They had, like, this big ice sculpture of the, I don't know, if it was Hogwarts or what. I wanted to go over there and swipe some of the shrimp that was left that I could tell the security guards were like, don't you go, girl. Yeah. (laughs) They're probably just going to throw it out anyway. Yeah, that's true. Should have went for the shrimp. Yeah. So it it was great. It was so awesome. Thank you, Melissa. I mean, it was just. Oh, man. It was just, it was you know, a beautiful party. But you know, it was no. so great. We just worked so hard, and it was just, it just felt like, you know, everything. It was just, it was awesome. I tried to, wanted to remember every single detail for everybody. You know, tried to remember what you know, color shoes people were wearing. Yeah, because they, they, they didn't really want pictures going on. We, no. we took one picture in the whole place, and it was mm-hmm. the one that's online. The three of us with, yeah, with Dan. Right. And then we. Oh, there'll be more. One. There'll be more. They're allowed to go up and everything. Um. The concern from Warner Brothers at the end of the night was that they told the kids that they were off duty, and right. they feel like taking pictures is is, is a duty. But what? But well, hell, understand. talking to saps like us is is on duty yeah. for God's sake. Yeah. Well, it's not. I mean, they they understand, and the the thing that it's it's when it's when a Warner Brothers person doesn't sort of know what leaky is, etc. They understand that nothing gets posted on the internet without uh, something like that. If you're at a press event, that's one thing. But if you're at something that's quote unquote private, you take a picture with them, you want to put it on the net. We ask permission. We always ask permission. We show them the picture. If they don't like the picture themselves, it doesn't go anywhere. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. you have to respect that. And it's only when people don't understand without, without even questioning. Most Warner Brothers people now understand without even questioning that we're right. going to respect that. Some people still have to just be, you know, they aren't, they can't be so familiar with the sites that they know us in person and say, oh, don't worry about them. They wouldn't do anything bad. You know what, though? I did receive a compliment that they said that they appreciated from several cast members as well as Warner Brothers, how professional and how much they appreciate the way we approach things on our site. And oh, I think yeah, that's correct awesome. to all of us and all the readers and everything. So I just think that's... You know, yeah, that's always a wonderful. It is. It's when, awesome. when, when there are a couple of publicists that you, you do not want to tick off ever in your life. There are a couple of publicists <laughs> over there that you just, you just, you just, yeah. you don't ever get them mad. And when those people come over to you and say thank you, it's just a wonderful thing. Was it? Dan Radcliffe's dad. Yeah. I have not met him once where he hasn't said to me, "Thank you for all the work you do." You know. We told we Aww. especially about not putting it's awesome. Not putting that stupid story about about Don't. Dan's hairdresser. No, there's so much rubbish out there though, you know? People I mean, get this stuff. I don't you know and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to post it. I just wouldn't because I I don't read that stuff, I don't read that trash and it's just Oh. So anyway, even in an alternate camera. universe, even in some sort of strange alternate universe, if it was true, it's not news. I know. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> he can say whoever he wants. Right. You know. So so I don't know. So anyway, it's 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 nice to be in that situation and and have people come over and thank you. Oh, and it was incredible. Most incredible moment. The whole night was just from the movie, every, just everything. But it was so funny. I get there and everybody is saying, oh, oh, yeah, I know your mother. Yeah, your mom. <laughs> oh, so I was talking to your mom earlier. Oh, yeah, your mom's a great lady. She Hi, Ma. <laughs> She's like made herself known she over rocks. three hours. She was Yay. so funny. Dan Radcliffe. Well, she went up to Dan Radcliffe. Yeah. And said, and he, he said, he, she introduced herself and she said, he said, oh, my God, you look just like her. You have the same mouth. And my mom goes, yeah, in more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> She made Dan laugh. That's she cute. Made Dan laugh. So, and then somebody else said the same thing. I think Jesse said the same thing as well that we look alike. Oh, he, um, that dude. He has a great smile. That Mr. Martin. He's got a great everything. Yeah. Oh. Sweet, sweet, sweet person. He really is. And I got to see him at the Ren premiere. Um, oh, that's as well. right. You got to go to and that too. He just seemed a little overwhelmed by all the craziness that was going on that night because it was really sort of crazy. But this is not a Ren podcast, so let's not. Yeah. Um, but it was just such an incredible weekend, wasn't it? I just think it was wonderful. Um, okay, so guys, now that how many times have you seen the film? I've seen it twice. Well, don't embarrass me. I've not gotten to see it again. I've, I've, I'm on three. 
Well, because I got to go with with Jamie and, and Matt the other night. Oh yes, which was so much fun. Oh yeah. my gosh, it was so much fun. They said to me during their when I was covering the AppleCon event, they said we really want to see the the show in IMAX, and I said, well, it's sold out. I said, but I can I'll go talk to the theater. So I went when I went to the the, the TLC IMAX screening, I asked the theater about it, and you know they could not think of something to do for us first they didn't know they, yes of course we'll get you seats we'll get you popcorn we'll get you you know yeah. the whole thing um and so when we got when we got there <laughs> they can walk around the streets of new york city and they, they they're okay they'll get a little bit recognized but they won't it's not bad as soon as we showed up at the movie theater people are giving them the eyes so we left oh, match sure. family outside and, i mean sure clearly because these are moviegoers right. so we left um we left Matt's family outside and we went upstairs to the, I found a manager and I said, you know, the manager, know, the other manager knows we're coming. I have these kids here. They're from the Harry Potter movies. We need to get them inside the theater before they start getting recognized. And he looked at me. They're in the Harry Potter movies. I turned him around. I pointed. I said, they're in the Harry Potter movies. And he looked at them and went, oh, okay. We're going upstairs now. <laughs> and brought us. It was so funny. People just did not believe me when I said I was standing here with these Harry Potter kids. That's so, so cool. They brought us in. They were so nice. Security. They had a guy standing behind behind us in the movie the whole time to see if we needed anything. You just turn around and you order a popcorn and you will go get it. Dude, it I would love so that hilarious. service like every day. It was so funny because they just they just really were excited to see the movie in IMAX, see the, the dragon sequence particularly in IMAX, and you know they're kids, so it was. Sure. So we went down and we, we I did a little trivia contest. I one of the answers to one of the trivia questions was Neville. One of the answers to the other trivia question was Crab. And so when those oh, two good. people came down came down, I said, well, you know, we're out of stickers, we're out of posters or whatever, um, but. We, we don't have really something to give you, but we thought maybe you'd want to meet the people who play Crab and Neville. <sighs> and nobody quite got it. There was this big yeah. like murmur, like, what the... Was she nuts? What is she talking about? <laughs> you know? yeah. And I said, well, Jamie and Matt, why don't you come down here? And there was this, still this murmur. And then when people saw them get up and start coming down the aisle, the place went up. It was crazy, and it was so oh. much fun to see. How they, cool. And, yeah. Because these are all fans who are genuine. They right. had no idea they were coming, so they're not there to get signatures for eBay or anything. Right. They're there mm-hmm. just to see the movie and enjoy. And it, they were so gracious to sign as many autographs as they could, but we really had to sort of be a little mean and say, like, and get to get them back to their seats, you know? Those people started coming over right away, so I had to be that person who was like, no, 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 last last one, guys, last one. The movie's going to start. we got to go, you know? Um, and then to get them out, the the theater posed, posted security right next to our seats to get them to get them out of the theater. Brought us right over to the elevator and shot us out the side of the of the movie theater. Though they though they did pose for pictures and sign as many autographs as as they could. Yeah, those are some cool kids. Yeah, they, they are. really cool really are. And wait until you see the video that I'm going to put together from this weekend. Oh, we had good. a lot of fun with them, <laughs> a lot. And the, 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 we, I had the video camera on the wrong setting. We were going to video when when they did the little intro in the theater, but it just didn't work. But we have stuff from outside. Oh, that'll be great. That'll be so cool. Those pictures look good. They look so happy, and people just seem so thrilled to meet him at the AppleCon thing. And I just, you know, Jamie was really nice. That was the first time I got to meet him this weekend. I just thought he was a really cool guy. Jamie's my babe. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> so, so guys, movie. Let's talk about the movie. Wow. <clears throat> now that you've had some time to sort of sink on it. Yeah. Think on it and sink it in. I, I mean, I've got I've got stuff. What do you guys yeah. have? Well, I think it's still, you know, I I I try to write down my thoughts, and then I, well, after I saw it again last night, I I you know I I want to re re edit what I thought, but I still think that it's the best of the movies I've seen so far, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just it, it the sequence of the two the two tasks especially took my the first two tasks took my breath away. I was just amazed at the. This, the models, the, the, you know, the amount of work that went in, especially the thing that sticks with me are the, the cinematography and the effects, just because I'm a film person, so this appeals to me. And, I, you know, the talents on the dragon matched, you know, the, when she clanked into the shingles. I, I kept watching that again, how perfectly they matched. So from the film point of view, that was just phenomenal. <laughs> it was just, you know, to see it just huge, this huge dragon just amazed me. I, I don't know. It was better than I hoped, and it was in some ways it was disappointing to me. And but I still I gave it three butter beer caps out of four. That's my rating. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. I I have some stuff after thinking about it for a while. Yeah. I mean, there are some things that they did so wonderfully, and it still is the best. I I feel absolutely it's the best movie of the four, and it deserves what's happening. It deserves what's going on. Mm-hmm. But 
I mean, what the heck was up with certain things? For instance, okay, Ron. I appreciate that he tried to to warn Harry of the dragons. Oh, but yeah. the, the Ron that we know in the books would see those dragons and forget everything about whatever they were fighting about and run and tell him himself. He would put himself in peril to tell him that, oh my gosh, you're facing things that are going to eat you for dinner. He didn't, he didn't know in the books. And it was seeing the dragons that made him realize that his friendship was more important than any stupid feelings he was having. So that he went through the circuitous route that he had to know wouldn't work. It's it's just a little weak. Yeah, I mean, they obviously just kind of said, "Hey, maybe we can use this to further and basically quicken the um their little fight." You know. To- but you know, it it would have been fine without it. They were they were they were fighting. There's no reason to do to do any of that. You just have the the task, and then you have them have that scene where he's like, "Oh gosh, you." clearly did not put your name in the goblet of fire you know yeah. it made it made no sense when hermione was like boys it, it that didn't make sense to me because she says that in the books because they're being like stupid about each other or, or something and over there in in this common room scene they're really not yeah yeah there were some things that were missing we saw a picture did we see them sitting on the couch three of them together was that not in the movie did we miss yeah. that was not in front really. of a fireplace. And a fireplace, that's it, yeah. I mean, a video of that that scene being shot has even been on some special uh, yeah. uh, okay. shows, but um, not not an actual finished film form, just behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah. I still have no idea what, what's going on. Yeah. I think and you I ha- can hear some of the lines. Yeah. You probably just recorded those bits elsewhere. I have to say... Um, as much as the movie is clearly scripted and intended to hint toward a Ron Hermione romance, and if you read the books and watch the movies, you know that's what's going to happen in the, in the you know in the in the course of the story. Mm-hmm. They focused a lot on Harry and Hermione, and I don't know if it's just that the way Emma looks at at Dan is different than the way she looks at Rupert. I'm not sure what it is, but she she focuses on him. In the movie, I'll, I'll. Hey, listen, I'm happy for the Harry Hermione shippers. They have something to make fan videos out of. It's fantastic <laughs> for them. It's great. Yay, fan videos. Yay, fan videos. Yeah. But if they're if they're if they're trying to hint towards a Ron Hermione romance, they're doing it in the script. They're not doing it in the actions between the actors. And they're not even fully doing it in the script. I, I mean, it's it's obvious, but it's not well well crafted. It's not. It doesn't have the, the all the all the um all the pull that a romance storyline would. But then again, they may be holding back on this a little bit because it hasn't happened yet in the books. It's probably going to happen in seven, and they they might only want to use the last two films to sort of ramp that up. And that could be. Yeah, I could so, see that. So, John, what would what do you rank it if you have to give it a stars? What do you how do you? Well, think? we I think we uh, said a little while back that this was my favorite book. The Goblet was my favorite book. Yeah. And um, I don't think I think the film certainly did not disappoint. I I wish I had I've had more time to get out and see it again because it's you know unfortunately my stupid movie theater down here in the Florida Keys decided that they're not going to get it yet. So oh. I have no mm-hmm. idea what what's taking them. So I might have to take a little drive up to Miami or something. And John lives in the only place in the country that is not playing Goblet of Fire. I know. No, it's it was like playing every half hour where I was living. Every <laughs> half hour. <laughs> I could walk two feet down the block and run into a theater. Yeah, well, it's, but no. Jeez, man, what are they doing such in such Florida? Such an incredible movie. Such, yeah. such an incredible movie. I mean, well, what's I, your biggest gripe in the movie? I've got a, I got a, a couple of gripes, but you know, it, it's been a few days now since I've been thinking about them, and they're not a huge issues. I mean, I, I mean, I guess the the overall thing was just, you know, my little message to all of you people that I know are listening to this show now your movie just broke a lot more uh, box office records made a bunch of money this first week and you know the audience it has now you know what it's capable of doing explain to me why we can't make Lord of the Rings feature films exact lengths out of these things because yes. all that's going to happen is that somebody's going to come along 15 years later and say look at all this source material we can do this again we can make freaking a, a TV freaking series about this 
mm-hmm. and and they can they can do it like Smallville form or something, and or, or they're gonna do it and they're gonna make or, or they'll come back and make the movies again, and they'll make them you know Lord of the Ring film length, and they'll they'll put that much more into it, and then and then those movies will be acclaimed as the as the real Harry Potter movies because they'll have more from the Harry Potter books. I mean, change that now. You've got the next few books. Book five is much longer than than book four. You know, it's it's the it's the book that the fandom is now concentrated on and are more worried about than they're worried about than they were worried about the fourth film about how that's going to turn into a movie. I'm so actually as, as awesome as as book as the fourth movie was. My overall gripe is just so much action, boom, 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 all the time. And the, well, the excuse will be this we, is how much we had to cram into what time we had. But you're, you are the people that decide how much time you have. And if it's not going to be enough time to create the movie that you think could be created, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how I don't know. I, you can do it. I don't know. I don't know. You can't say that they, they, have, that they have an unlimited time palette. They don't. If that movie was a half an hour longer, I would have been bored out of my ass. Oh, you come on. Uh, no, I would. I would. It was, I thought, I thought it was a little too fast paced. I, I know in the beginning I said it didn't feel like anything was fast paced, but you now I've seen it three times and I, I do feel like a couple little things were rushed, but which could have been solved in maybe a couple of seconds of those transitions you're talking about. I'm not talking about extra 10 minutes, but I think this also speaks to Mike Newell, Mike Newell as a filmmaker. His films are like this. Him's film, his films, he, they, 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 I mean, not all of them, but he has a more, I think he has more of an interest in getting, in just getting the story, getting the story, getting the story out, instead of Quaron's approach was a little bit more, a little bit more emotional. Um, three is a much more emotional film than four, even though the last scenes of four are, you know, okay, okay, here's a big gripe. Here's a big gripe that I have with this movie. The lines that Joe wrote for Cedric's funeral mm-hmm. are her best, most powerful, most concise lines in the entire series. Yeah. Why did they change them? And I'm not, I'm not a purist. I'm not, I'm not one of those people who says you can't change anything. But those lines were perfect, were true to the character, and are some of the most lasting lines we have. Instead, we have Dumbledore waffling on for five minutes about Cedric Diggory and all these things he was that I don't know that he was, that I didn't learn in the movie that he was. I, I knew that he was kind and hot and good-looking and nice to Harry and sits around on on benches and laughs and is popular <laughs> and and a little bit modest um you know they they tried to point they tried to play up that he was modest even at even at times it seems that he seems that he wasn't but those those words were so beautiful and fitting and perfectly suited for the film why yeah. why right. this this ties into what my big gripe is if and, and it talks about and and you were talking, and it kind of ties into what John was saying. You can take an extra 10 minutes and develop the characters a little bit more with dialogue. And that's the biggest flaw I have with these, my complaint about these films is that so many of the characters are just reduced to mere background figures. They're, yeah. they're just, I hate the way that the adult characters are just shunted into the background. And I just, I can't stand, I mean, I thank God that Maggie Smith had more to say this film. But mm-hmm. I just was appalled at Filch did not have any lines. And what is the deal with Snape? Was Snape in the movie? Oh, yes, that's right. He was in the background working oh, around no. in the back I all the time. I loved Snape in the movie. That that one scene with him smacking was, the kids was out of character, but funny, and I'll accept it. But the rest of it, I thought he showed up at the at the at the right moments. I thought he gave a, a right amount of menace. And that scene with him in front of the pensive, and he says, "Let these let these unfold." All I could think was, had they read book six? Had they did they know what was going to happen? I thought that was fascinating. Well, I, didn't well, see, I, but I just think most... that he should have been in it more, though. I just thought that he had more lines, and all the other adults needed more lines. And I thought it could have could have added. Filch didn't say one word in this movie. Yeah, but Filch, you know. I, I know, but he's a secondary character. But I'm just saying, you know, I thought Brendan Gleeson was phenomenal, yes, even though he was he was, was so good. Although his, <laughs> I thought that little flash thing was that a head. I cannot tell. On I think the, it was the, a head. I think it was a skeleton head or something. Well, did it not remind you all of a, of a Pez dispenser? You know, it did to me. Yeah. I can't know. Maybe it's just me. I, I just thought that's what it but did. They did but. a lot of development on Neville. Yes. Oh, yeah. wasn't he marvelous? Oh, that scene with him after the Crucio, the, the defense. Oh. Oh, yeah, I mean, gosh. They, they, oh. I mean it's, it's, it sucks because even 
I mean, even I'll 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 come back and, and listen to this thing, this podcast, and be like, well, you know, it it sucks to have to be negative, but we you know we just mentioned Neville, how much, mm-hmm. how great that was to see mm-hmm. a little d- development on that, mm-hmm. and if we could beef up the movie like that all over, you'd have that much more happiness with it. Mm-hmm. Have it, have it, have that kind of development on more than just Neville, and as much as. You know, you'd get that reaction for so many things. And Melissa, okay, you could you could be bored if it was a half hour longer. But I, were you bored with the Lord of the Rings movies because that, that film won? Best the Lord Picture of the Rings movies year. are a different animal. Those things are war mongering. This from a huge of, book. Yes, but if you're it's talking its own about universe, casts its own of world. tens of thousands, war happening left and right. It's it's that's it's a much bigger scale who knows maybe if they maybe if they did it a half an hour longer i wouldn't be bored but when but these movies are more intimate i feel like book seven is going to be a massive crazy battle war and they better make that movie as long as it takes do you know what i mean there's a yeah, lot I mean, more action there's, no, there's not a lot of action in book so five much, with so much detail and so many so many ends to tie up and if they take the same approach that oh we're just going to bring it down to the core and the basic elements of the movie then I don't, I don't know what audience they think they're going to appeal if they do that. I, I mean, don't know, but... Newell said something about, you know, he he really enjoyed the fourth fourth novel. He he thought he thought it was great, and you know, I I remember listening to that in the interview, thinking, okay, well, you know, nice buffer we're setting up as a deflection here, and then so then because the next thing he said was really it was all about how are we going to get to those three drops of blood, um, of Harry. Uh, at at the end, that's really but all. They had the book, same the process. Movie is about. They had the same process the, with Lord jobs. of the Rings. If you listen to the director stuff with Lord of the Rings, the same process. Anything that it did not have to do with Frodo's journey to that mm-hmm. ring was cut, and there was a lot that was cut because of that. And they said if it wasn't focused on Frodo, getting getting there, getting the ring to Mount Doom, that was their mantra. They cut it. If it wasn't focused on getting Harry to that graveyard. They cut it. Spew, I didn't miss it at all. I didn't well, either. No, I didn't miss Spew. I'm not, I'm not saying bring back Spew. I'm saying what Sue's saying. Mm-hmm. Add the time to help the characters. Add the time to help the relationships with the characters. Add the time to explain things a little better. You've got a classroom setting where they talk about these unforgivable curses, and then we have the movie filled with magic spells that half of them show zero effect of, yeah. of a magic spell, nothing coming out of the wand. How does that have to do with building an, up and the then, then you have an imperious curse and you have an imperious curse that clouds up your eyes so much that even the well, that was dimmest retarded. person would, ha- would know that <laughs> you're under the imperious curse. How do we sort out curse. the liars? Well, gee, let me think. Have they got milk for eyeballs? Yeah. That could be the ones who are under imperious. But, you know, I was disappointed. They didn't have enough of the, 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 the you know, the stuff between Karkaroff and all that, the death. I, and I feel that's important to the journey of that Harry's going through in, the, in the, the, the events in the book. And I just felt, you know, the one or two glowering looks between him and Snape just really didn't work for me, you know. Yeah, but it's something that you have to stop and explain if you do it in a movie, and it just it just takes well, so much, you know. Well, one one or two sentences would not would not be a, it would a lot. Sort of throw off the movie. It would throw us off into different directions. Well, it's, but, it's, this is always going to be the argument whether it's going to be another few lines or another few minutes, and they'll be yeah. they'll be arguing about this until the seventh true. film's done, and then That's we'll bring true. it up again when somebody decides to make the movies again. Yeah. And then, I'm thinking about then 20 we'll years, the they'll same, do them again, I the think. The same boat again. Yeah, that's true. But, so. Because honestly, there's not much you can improve upon, at least in my mind right now, as far as some of the visuals, the special oh, effects, brilliant. everything. So mm-hmm. dang So beautiful. wonderful. I agree. So and seamless. Awesome. They, they, they won't be making things look more real and more magical. What they, what they do is they give more attention to J, JK's... Uh, well, what did writings. you guys think? What did you guys think of Voldemort? Oh, awesome! Fines was brilliant. That's huh? yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I I thought he was brilliant, but I also think that he was just a little too freaking animated. He was a little too <laughs> Voldemort, and less of the cold. When he says "my wand, Wormtail," that is perfect it was absolute scary chilling perfect when you're seeing him do all that all that stuff with his with his hands and you can just you can just tell the immense power he has but then when he sort of freaks out at the end 
I, I, I sort of disconnected a bit. And the thing that I thought was funny the third time I saw it yeah. is that they're doing Priori and Cantatum, right? Yeah. And Harry is holding on for dear life. And Voldemort's supposed to be the one who gets overpowered by this, this spell, right? He's got two fingers on his wand. Yeah. Two fingers. He's yeah. standing there holding it like you'd hold a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, Voldemort. <laughs> I didn't realize that, but that's hilarious. <laughs> it was like, oh, this is no funny. problem. Can you, my problem with that scene was that I felt that there wasn't enough of the, you know, I thought Wormtail wasn't wimpy enough or crying and, and cowering enough. I didn't like the way that he was depicted. So to me, I, it felt like he wasn't, Voldemort wasn't um, interacting enough with his Death Eaters. And I, I don't know. I just, I didn't get that part of his power. I don't know if I'm saying this right. I didn't, I didn't feel that he had control over them as much as I thought that he would have, you know, envisaged it in the book. And I so I thought, love I love how he sort of caressed Wormtail's head. Oh yeah, right before it was so creepy and gross. And the way as soon as he came out of the cauldron, the way he touched his his body and that oh, appreciation that, that it was there. Yeah. It's exactly yeah. how I pictured it. Yeah. But you did know. you feel that there was enough development to the point that the wands were actually colliding? I, I mean, I just thought maybe no. just you know. And then Dumbledore goes. Priori and Cantatum. Oh, everybody in the in the movie, if you haven't read the book, you now know exactly oh, what Priori and Cantatum is. I know what those words what mean. What the heck was that I about? I know what that means. You saw your parents. Priori and Cantatum. That's what it means. Priori uh, and Cantatum, guys. That means you see your parents. Now it all makes sense. And by the <laughs> way, your dad was your dad was a stag and Maggie, and Lupin was a werewolf, and Sirius was a dog, and they all had these nicknames, and it's on your map at the end. Oh yeah, there you go. Rita Skeeter, I thought she, while she was absolutely oh. wonderful, I thought that there was no point to her in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, but you gotta have Rita though. I mean, she would Miranda Richardson. I mean, just the way she winked her eye and like looked her oh, eye. Yeah. I mean, that was just top-notch stuff. She was great. She's a fantastic actress. Wasn't and she? I loved how her. Did you notice how her costumes? went she was yes. wearing seafoamy sea, sea colors for the, the, the second task she was wearing uh, a little dragon hide outfit for the first task oh, and when they were in the trophy room in the beginning she's got like a green shiny thing on that yeah. was very oh, was awesome she's perfect it was really she's good fantastic. Uh-huh. and then in the in the courtroom scene i loved it it's the younger one she's wearing like that like that very that very legal assistant outfit you yeah. know yeah, young Brenda Star there. Yeah, she was going on. She looked really cool. Oh yeah, I just thought her, and I wanted more Lucius. Got to have more Malfoy's, but you know that's me. But otherwise, I just thought, you know, I mean, the cast, the actors are awesome in this movie. They just, I just felt yeah. that they didn't have enough to do. I, Dan Radcliffe tore me up at the end. Oh, wasn't he good when he cried over? Don't even get me started on crying about that scene. <sighs> Sue, Sue did me. Anyway, I'm sorry. Oh, my yeah, Sue's it was all Sue. I'm sure. Holding on to me for dear life, crying. I was, I was uh-huh. clutching him. And we are in such close proximity to other people crying. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it it gets out of you as well. Yeah. But that, dang, that scene. When he when they're trying to get him off Cedric and he's going no no. Yeah. <gasps> that was the one perfect scene of the movie in my opinion. I agree. They Absolutely. It so well they, they come stop. in, the band's playing it, and got happy, everybody's happy. It's like yay. And then it's like, it's like you, you could almost you could almost feel somebody in the crowd. Okay, now you start figuring out. You start figuring out. Right. And it just mm-hmm. happened just so gradually, so perfectly because that's exactly how it would happen. Exactly. Because no one knew what just happened. Nobody was there. Oh, no, they're back. Yay. And then everybody's like, "Wait a second. And Hermione figures it out and no, Fleur figured Fleur it out. Fleur screamed first, yeah. Oh, I'm not saying Reminded. who figured it out. I'm not saying who got it first, but oh, just right. it was when they did, and then how Fudge's initial, his first reaction is, oh my gosh, th- this this doesn't look very good. Right. Let's get I this guess. out of here. Now, oh my God, what just happened? This yeah. is good, all right. And this Dumbledore, uh, even though he was character. a little bit crazy in this film, he finally was like, no, Harry, it's, you know, it's okay. And his, his, oh, he asked me to bring his body back. That they kept from the, from the book. When I, when, Oh, I can't even talk about my experience of reading that book for the first time. Sitting yeah. on my bed in college, just bawling yeah. my eyes out. Yeah. Um, he asked me to bring when Cedric said, "Bring my body back, will you?" <gasps> well, at least they had him had his ghost say that. I was I was panicked that they weren't going to have that part. At least his ghost or image it's or whatever. Echo, Sue. It's an echo, so Echo, echo, <laughs> echo. <laughs> said that, but you know, I just thought that scene was. Oh. And then they had him say, my boy, though. That was the, the oh, scene that did me in God. beforehand. Yeah, oh. freaking dad. God. Oh, that was, it's that just... Jeez. <laughs> More then powerful than Joe I crying and then yeah, just... the funeral. And, oh, it was terrible. You know? But I really... 
enjoyed the scene in Moody's office then yeah. after that? Well, I didn't. And the only reason I didn't <laughs> feel for it, so. was that ridiculous 10-minute, it seemed like, his untransformation. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> the most painful polyjuice untransformation ever. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, my hands are getting big, and now they're getting small. I mean, just oh, this hurts. And then, and then everybody's like, what the hell is going on here? And then you tell them polyjuice, and then they're like, polyjuice? Mm-hmm. I remember a scene in the second movie when, you know... Uh, Ron's hair was just turning back to red just ever so subtly, and he had no idea it was happening. And it was right. just, oh, my hair's turning back. Yeah. I think we should leave now. Not, oh, my God, my hair. Oh, I'm getting taller. I'm getting, yeah. oh. My fingers are, are gnarling yes. into nuts yeah. as I stand. Yeah, yeah, no, that was uh, bizarre. So that I don't was, think geez, yeah. oh. Too protracted for me. I just was like, oh, man, this is Not just even <laughs> protracted, just so dead wrong. I here's, swear to God. Here's, here's my other. Ten bucks an hour to sit on that set who's read the book and can say, hey, no, that's stupid. Let's Change your performance. That's not right. That's retarded. Melissa, call them up and tell them we'll all come sure. over there. We'll sit we'll there. Come over there. Hey, listen, here is another big, gigantic beef I had that I can't believe I didn't realize this until the second, until the second time I saw it. Um, so the third film, right? We spend the entire film. Every everybody in the Wizarding World is freaking on out because somebody has broken out, broken out of Azkaban. <laughs> it's this huge thing. Yeah. And then at the end yeah. of this film, they're like, "Oh, let Azkaban know. It's been a year. They might they might not have noticed that one of their prisoners right. is not there. Yeah, it's only been a year. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Where are the Dementors now? Where? <laughs> I'll be welcome back like a hero, dude. Are you kidding me? After no. after that film, they they. they they needed a, a vacation, those Dementors. They sent them to, to Maui or something just to yeah, hang yeah. out. Hanging out on the beach, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> They're all out looking for serious. Nobody cares that Barty yeah. Crouch has tiptoed out of there with his Scooby Snacks. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. When I heard it the second time, I was just like, wait, wait a second. Let Azkaban yeah. know that they're missing a no. prisoner? What? What the hell kind of security is this? Oh, man. But you know, Barty Crouch. going to pop down to the shop, guys. I'll be back to prison soon. Yeah. Sure, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> what did you guys think about his little tongue thing he was doing? That little snake thing? Little. That was a nice cue to the audience, but I felt like they did it too much. I thought so, too. Just a little, yeah. little, little, I don't know, out there. But he did a good job as being wacko. I thought, you know. <laughs> totally insane. <laughs> Kakarot's teeth. Ugh. Oh yeah. He was good. That whole what? I like the Durmstrang, the the depiction of the Durmstrang students, and mm-hmm. that was good. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> what else, guys? What else? I, I love how I love how we how the scene when you know after uh, the fake Moody. Uh, <laughs> has a you know internal combustion and and turns back into what's his face the, the scene the cut that they make to the next scene was right about when uh moody or not moody uh Barty crouch and snape were just about to exchange some words and then we're gonna cut it away it's like it was, it was so funny when they did that because it's like you just don't know what they would have said that's why you had to cut it because we don't know about snape Mm-hmm. So we don't know what the conversation could have taken place there. And now that I think about it, cause, because I'm talking about it, did they ever mention that uh, Dementor came in and sort of took care of no. Marty? No. Nope. Are we to I assume just... that he survived and is sitting in Azkaban and he's again? Azkaban, yes. Because that's kind of a a big detail. Yeah. Hey, guys, is my is my mic working? I can hear you. Oh, okay. Just yeah. making sure. Yeah. Um... I had something to say to that, but now my mic thing threw me off. Yeah. About omitting the conversation with Snape and... Oh, yeah. Oh. As as a fan, um, having read... Now having read book six, didn't you find the interactions between Snape and anybody just so... It's just, it's just infuriating. You want to know what those next words were. I want to know what they said exactly. to each other. Yeah, know. he's under a oh. microscope now, and it's obviously a burden on the scriptwriter because they have no idea about Snape. I bet you they know. I bet you Clovis knows. Oh, I, I remember uh, Newell Clovis saying he had no Clovis? idea. Clovis. How do you say his name? Clovis. Clovis. Yeah. Yeah, Newell, he did. Newell said how he didn't know. Well, well I believe Newell doesn't know. He's knows, only working probably on four. Clovis knows. Well, he said, though, when we've Alan posted Rickman a couple knows. interviews, that he's gotten intuitions or, you know, some feedback from Joe. 
you know, but... Supposedly Alan Rickman knows. That's what Dan Radcliffe says. Well, so did Mr. Heyman. has said that, too. Oh, that he knows yeah. as well? No, that, that, that Alan Rickman knows. I mean, Alan Rickman knows the secret and, to his and, character. And that Joe talked to um, Mr. Fines, too, about Voldemort. Ooh. So that's very, very nice. interesting. Yeah. Who wanted to be a fly on the wall in that conversation? Oh, man. No doubt. <laughs> You know, I, I'm sorry. Voldemort may be gross and snake like whatever, but when you can still see that it's Ray Fiennes under there, and I'm so happy that his eyes were still that his eyes it, red yeah. around them, but his eyes because Weren't it made awesome? him so scary. That shot of him when he opened his eyes up oh. just that moment. Oh, yeah. I thought, whoa, wonderful, it was great. I can't. I hope he comes back for movie five. It's, you know, he said he is. He is. He is. He's coming yeah. back. Oh, thank God. Was that there even scene... a question that they wouldn't come back for the movie five? I don't know. Was that was so. that even a debate? No, just as we got confirmation one day, yeah. you know? Because, good lord, if you're casting somebody this late in the game for a character that's going to be reoccurring, and they're an adult, and they're not going to go through puberty anymore, and you don't <laughs> ask them if they're not going to be into doing more movies, you don't cast that person. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I had no idea they were even considering him not coming back. I know that we're getting on here, but I wanted to ask you guys, how did you feel about Mr. Gambon's performance as Dumbledore in this movie, as compared to last time? Because that's been a source he's, of... He has got to take it down a notch. Yeah. I used to be a big fan of his because it added... I felt like he added the spirit to Dumbledore mm-hmm. that Richard Harris, rest his soul, did not. But now I'm starting to feel like I don't like this guy as much as I liked Dumbledore. And that's going to really hurt the movie five mm-hmm. when he's supposed to be a badass, when he's matched with Dumbledore. Yeah. We don't see anything. The, the biggest magic we've seen... Dumbledore do is a Expelliarmus charm. I mean, yeah. we have to understand that he is he is Voldemort's absolute match in book five, mm-hmm. yeah. and that that's going to come out of nowhere. We understand that he's a powerful wizard because he's old and he's got a white beard, and every old white bearded wizard <laughs> in a movie is all powerful. Hair but, tie or no hair tie? Yeah, uh, exactly. And he, but he has to be. He needs to be a little bit more gentle. He needs to be a little bit more satisfied. More. That that quiet confidence that Dumbledore has. That he needs to smile. Humor. He did not smile once in this movie. Did anyone see him smile? I think he, and when maybe when he, he made supposed the joke to sit there. The curtains. Yeah, that was a, that was a little. That was a little. But I just thought nice. there was no lightness. Thank God that scene was in there. Yeah, but there was just no lightness in his performance. That's the part that bothered me, as yeah. I thought he was just too somber and had too much showing, too much yeah. that there was this, you know. That's, he said, that's... "I'd like to say a few words, eternal glory." Where Dumbledore's words were nitwit, blubber, oddment, and tweak. Yeah, that's just the difference between Michael Gambon and the book Dumbledore. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I had a problem with him ever since the end of the third film. And I, I know since then, Joe has said how much she liked the end of the third film with Dumbledore just being like, what are you talking about? You just went somewhere with Tam Turner? All right, I love that, fine. though. It's such a funny it a, moment. It's a funny it little is. throwaway little joke, but what that replaced, the discussion that that replaced that actually happened in the third, third book, and now, you know, after this fourth film has come out, we've had people in the fandom theorizing that Dumbledore was Harry's grandfather for all the interaction that they've had and for as much as he's Dumbledore's appeared to care for Harry more than any other student where is that in, in Gambon's Dumbledore it's he's not, just he's, he's just like Harry's just like any other student to him and it's just is you know there's nothing there's no mm. you know emotional it's- and especially when the entire reason for book five is Dumbledore loving Harry. Book five happens exactly. because Dumbledore loves Harry too much. Yeah. So either they have to amp that up in a big and really complicated, well-done way, or they're going to lose it. And it's just yeah. going to be event, 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 and no explanation, no emotional explanation. And he cries. He cries talking yeah. about what he did totally. to him. Totally. And, I, you know, it's, you know, it... God... It's it's frustrating to the point where I can't even really say this correctly. Yeah. But it's like, obviously, I'm going to assume that these people who, that oh, that, that Cloves knows more about the end of the novel probably than we do from his discussions with Joe. That should imply that he knows these characters more than we do. But to have set himself up for what's going to happen at the end of book five with Dumbledore explaining to Harry about the prophecy and, you know, 
explaining the reasons why he wasn't told earlier because if you know how much he you know loves Harry and wants wanted him to ha be a regular kid and just enjoy life as much as he could until he had the burden and these weights he's going to be faced with i mean and to not see that a, a couple of movies ahead and realize okay we have to start laying that that groundwork for that relationship or that's going to make zero sense to, they they've they've done nothing to prepare themselves for this and it's going to fall flat on its ass unless they can do some serious script magic tricks to figure out how to make that work. Yeah. yeah totally. Well, that's a, the, the dilemma. They have to be made true to the movie itself as, as, as a movie, yet trying to think overall in the big picture of the books, and the books aren't done. So I can see from their point of view why it's been kind of hard, but uh, I agree with you, John. I just don't think that they've laid enough... Yeah, I, I, I sympathize that it's kind of hard, but yeah. this is some of the one of the biggest movies being made this decade. You got the best people you can pay for in these jobs. They can read the book a few times to figure out these characters a little better. That's all. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Mr. Gambon said that he has not read the books, so that's. Oh God! I, I How are you, Dumbledore, and you haven't read the books? I think it's <laughs> unacceptable for any cast member to have not read the book by now. Actually, I'm, I'm, I, I agree. I know Richard Harris said that he didn't, whatever he, you know, but I'm sorry, Absolutely you're not dealing. It, it, and maybe it should be the script. Maybe they say, they say, oh well, well, it should all be in the script. Okay, no, it can't all be in the script. This, these are you're condensing these these books into movies. This, this means your character cues cannot all come from the script. Your character right. cues, you're, the only way to get the most information you can about your character is to read those books. And Absolutely, I, and you know, you're being paid a lot points. of money, and it means a lot emotionally to a lot of people. Yeah. Read the books. And major props goes to uh, the uh, what's his name. Uh, Brandon Gleason Gleason yeah because I I heard a, a throwaway comment I, I forget where it was but it was Newell or it was it was him saying to Newell hey there's this great part in the books in this classroom scene oh, right, where he does right, this yeah. and Newell mm -hmm. just says yeah yeah I know I know about the 700 pages my script is 126 what do you want to do right and it's like how dare you shot, shoot down the initiative on the actor's part who's read the book that is probably mm -hmm. only referring to a subtle head tilt for all we know or a subtle little way to say a line yeah you know to to you know practically you know tease the person for it's like yeah okay harry potter fan just do your job with my script that's yeah. that is just well. Listen, I I will forever, forever be in such awe of of the. Okay, f for instance, Matthew Lewis. Oh yeah, that kid reads those books up yeah. and down. You you mention any minor character, he knows exactly who you're talking about because he was a fan before. But that doesn't. But it's so easy. It is so easy. I am sure to get into this and just be like, well, I just got the scripts now. I don't need to put that much effort into it. But that kid reads it and thinks about it. I mean, look at what he said on the on, on the live podcast that he was thinking about what he knows from about Neville from book five and what Joe did in book five. But you know what? It showed in his performance, though. It did. It did. It yeah, absolutely, it did. absolutely, it did. It was so good. And he, yeah, I agree with you, Melissa. One hundred percent. High props to him. That was just awesome. He just and, did a good job. You know, there's really. Um, I, I think we I think we've been too kind or too soft on on, the, on on these people who have not read them because if you okay so you're an adult actor, then you're a professional in this point of your acting career. You're gonna study about your character. You've got hundreds of pages of source material to learn about your character. Hundreds, There's no reason thousands to not, actually yeah. to not do it. Yeah, yeah, hundreds per book, thousands altogether. Dan and does. If you're, and if you're one of these child yeah. actors, and 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 you're in the film's child, okay, you're, you're teens now. We still hear about, you know, when I'm not shooting, we're in class. Do they have English classes in these in, in these tutoring sessions? Can we not say, all right, do a book report on Order of the Phoenix? Or let's let's study. <laughs> I mean, you've got these adults like Steve at the Lexicon and Lisa at the Quill, everybody who, and people who write these big intellectual essays about the books. There's obviously yeah. material yeah. in these things that can be talked about. There's, ex there's excuses to put these books as part of their their tutelage and education to learn about it there's just no reason to not well have read we also books. then then we and also have to give props to to dan radcliffe because not only does yes. he read the books up clearly reads the books up and down gets gets to really know harry he also read the joe interview specifically to learn more about harry Absolutely. to learn 
awesome. more about book six, um, which I was really impressed with when he said mm-hmm. it. I was like, you, that is excellent. It so is. He's, he's doing extra, he gets extra credit. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's awesome and it's extra credit and it's gold stars all around. And in comparison to everybody else, that's above and beyond what people seem to be doing. Right. Yeah. At this point, though, I think that that sort of thing should be expected. And I, I don't agree. think that's too much to ask. You, get, you, you are acting agree. out the most beloved series of these, of the decade here. Yeah, I just was, books. And I was if you're to... going to give me a throwaway that, oh, you know, I've just got you know other things, and and to, to and, and to connotate that as we're we're too cool and don't have time to read Harry Potter books, is not an excuse that's going to fly with these fans anymore, and especially if it's going to hurt their performances. Well, I mean, I got what Mr. Gambon was saying in that Empire interview when he said he hasn't read the books. Is that you know, he's an actor, and normally when he goes into a part, he just has a script to work from. But here, many actors use all the resources available yeah. to them. Mm-hmm. And and like you're saying, yeah. there's all this. Any one of us will be more than glad to point him in the right direction about more information about Thumbledore. I just Look, it is a, shocked that he did Yeah, It's a fair actor argument to make that it should all be in the script that is a fair acceptable mm-hmm. actor argument but let's just live in the real world and realize right. that these are these are so beloved uh-huh. that you're doing fans and you're doing yourself an injustice well, it's if you're not a, you taking know, advantage well, of all the material that's out there I mean look at look at the movies you know, Look just at, like the Lord of the Rings guys, they all read the books, you know. I mean, they went out of the way to do that, you know. Yeah, I mean, and look, at any other, look at any other movie that's not not a film adaption. Look at, you know, what's his face? Your, your buddy Jason Isaacs was in yeah. Patriot. He was, yeah. you know, awesome. doing the Patriot. You can't tell me that those people working on that movie didn't go back and learn about the soldiers of that time, read mm-hmm. some of the, all the published you know, diaries of soldiers and all that, just to learn about these characters. And that's a thing that any actor is going to do. If they're playing a right. character that's not, a, you know, a regular Joe person like a lot of the blockbusters these days are just real to life, not fantasy. Right. You know, if it's historical or if it's fantastical or whatever, if that's even a word, read about anything you can to make this pr- make this make sense. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's absolutely. I I think you're correct, and I think that we as fans get so wrapped up in the excitement of it all that we forget to stress how important that is to us. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and we 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 do give we do give them a bit of a buy uh, about that. Right. And I think yeah. that that's you know, hey, uh, we're 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 taking charge, Warner Brothers. <laughs> you know, you know, I, seriously, this is the fourth film now. We're over the hump. These are these are going to be the big books with with the meat in them. And if you're gonna you're gonna you know, take away an hour of what you could make the movie to be, then at least have everything that's there solid. You know, you're not giving us a movie once every nine months. You're giving it to us after a year or so. Take as much time as you want to get it right. But let's let's not all have all this negativity cloud that the fa- that the Goblet of Fire is an excellent. Goblet film. of Fire is, is unbelievable. Yes, and, it is. And you're always going to have the faction like me who is going to be like, "Excellent job creating Buckbeak. That was spot on." Or, "Excellent <laughs> job with the dragons. You did that. You you brought these pages to life beautifully." And and every critique we may have on on particular characters or particular parts in the script does not take away the brilliance of these of everybody who works on these movies and i mean you, you want an example of how many people it takes to do big movies like this you know you can look at this the second disc of the star wars movie that just came out when they have this documentary on what goes into just a minute of these yeah, movies right. all these people that are involved and it's the same thing on a big blockbuster like harry potter and so many people put in so much of this and you know any any criticism that we have based on what we know from the books on these movies does not diminish the hard work that but, those people have done. But I want to I want to say there's one thing that I've been harping about for years, and it seems like somebody finally heard all the fans harping and 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 changed it a bit. Is Ron? He was he mm-hmm. was a real character, and when he leaned over to Harry and said about about Moody, Doc Wizard Catcher, half the cells in Azkaban are full thanks to him. I erupted in cheers because here he finally has a piece of piece of knowledge about the wizarding world and he's finally imparted it he's finally yeah. the right person to do it it wasn't given to hermione i'm yeah. so and excited I, I thought that was a cool thing about ron in the books how it's like here he is this is harry's good friend that has grown up in the wizarding world for every little bit like oh that's flu powder this is what that does or oh you know that's that's every wizard knows about this and then just to be the person that's going to educate harry as they go on yeah 
you know, God, you finally got to do it in this movie. Yeah, and I think we read about it in this interview. Didn't Newell give an interview talking about how he was so happy to let Rupert stretch his legs and let Ron stretch his legs with the character a little bit and, and know yeah. how Rupert is so so naturally comedic that he's it's good. so easy to turn him into comic relief because he does, he's so good at that stuff. But so they, thank you, Warner Brothers, for paying attention for to that. that. Yes. Now thank that we know that you're paying attention, now we're going to... Yeah. Yes, we'll, we'll let you hear. We'll let you hear some more. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. last thoughts, guys? Well, the whole weekend was wonderful. The premiere was extraordinary experience for a little goober dork like me. So thank you for that. And it was wonderful. Everybody in the cast was tremendous. They were gracious. And the film was awesome. Go see it if you haven't. You won't be disappointed. And So if you haven't seen the movie, go see it. What are you waiting for? And yes, this episode's taken a while, but good news is we'll have a regular full-length and feature podcast coming up early this week. So if, if you have not subscribed yet, you're probably going to miss one. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, you know how much news posts get buried sometimes on Leaky. You know, if you're not subscribed, you could miss it. Just saying, you know, you might want to hit the button. It's and not thank hard. you, thank you guys for your support on Podcast Alley. We're doing fantastically mm-hmm. on there. We're, I think we're at number three. It's nice. Rock on. Yes. That's cool. Um, and all those links are at podcast.com. All right. Oh, cool. So cool. Awesome. Well, see you later, well, guys. Well, we're boring. We're out of yes, we're out we of jokes. I'm awesome. Right. We love all you guys. Right, folks. Thanks for listening. Have Bye. a great week. See you later, guys. Later, John Bye-bye.